hey, lucky for you listening and hopefully watching on the Sports Waves YouTube. Uh, no real sadness. Just a couple uh, AFC East fans who didn't have to play today. We're going to get into, of course, Bryson Yeston's Buffalo Bills a little bit later. But uh, yeah, just, you know, tired people talking about football. So what's going on, fellas? Uh, well, I was spending most of the day on NFL Red Zone, catching every single game back and forth. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a great way to digest everything all at once. But at the same time, it's so hard to keep track of everything. I mean, like you're sitting there and it's like, great. Okay, cool. Now there's a touchdown here and there's a touchdown there. And you don't know what any of the scores are anymore. And it's all just a lot of information all at once. I like I love it. It's great, but I mean, if I if I like go make myself a cup of tea and come back, I've lost track of everything. It's like starting. From oh, it just moves again. so fast. Oh yeah, I mean, I love it, and there's like no breaks, which is kind of like as most of the appeal. But oh god, if yeah, if you if you look away for a second, it's over for you. All right, so a little bit of a different group, <laughs> a little less people, so we're gonna do things a little bit differently. Bryce, let's start with you. What was the game of the day? Ooh, that's tough. You know, I'm forgot most scores already, but um, we don't need to know numbers. Everybody knows yeah. those. <laughs> you know, it had to be Vikings Panthers for me. That game wound up being closer than I expected it to be. Yeah. That was actually way better than I expected it to be. Both offenses seemed to be clicking until then when uh, Darnold's receivers couldn't catch a thing. Oh, God. I, they fell yeah. apart. I, I, like, I mean, they, they spent most of the game being pretty bad. But in, that, in those last couple of drives, it was like Darnold had to be a one-man show. He'll throw the ball. He'll catch the ball. He'll <clears> run the ball. He'll do everything. He'll block for himself downfield. I was, I was, I, I could not, I, I, I couldn't carry it. I, I couldn't imagine many QBs in, in the league carrying a team the way he had to there. And um, it felt, yeah, they fell short, but I, even though the stat line wasn't very good, I wouldn't blame him for that. Wasn't he like six of 20 at some point? Um, yeah. And he, did, he didn't get much better. I think he was 10 of 32. Oof. Yeah. Pretty dismal having under a 30% completion percentage, but, you know, like I said, the stats were really good, but when you hit 10 guys in the numbers and one of them catches it. Yeah, you know, Darnold I, was 17 for 41, 207 yards of TD and a pick. So. Yeah, and, like 50 uh, rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's a one-man show, you know, the man does it all. Yeah, but I, I mean, from 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 our years of watching Josh Allen through to Zay Jones and Kelvin Benjamin, um, and Charles Clay at tight end, I uh, I have a lot of sympathy for Donald right now. Sympathy that I didn't have when he was our rival in New York, but now he's in Carolina. It's like, yeah, man, I get it. Good luck. But uh, yeah, he he wasn't getting it done out there with uh, empty hands all around him. Justin, game of the week for you. Game of the week for me. Okay. So, I feel like Bryce took the best one. So, um, I could say 
I'm going to say Cowboys Patriots. Like that, that finish was unbelievable. They, uh, you know, it, it just so back and forth, you know, it was a real seesaw. McCorkle just McCorkle redeemed himself off off the pick six. Oh yeah, he needed to. Um, <laughs> that was it, it. was just absurd the way that game ended. I mean, you know, they had everything you know right in the palm, right where they wanted it, just to immediately <clears throat> throw a pick six. Um, and it was a really it was a bad throw, and then awful, awful attempt at stopping him from returning that thing all the way. You know, and then right off the bat on the next one, seventy-five yard touchdown, straight over the uh, straight over the guy who you just picked you off and returned it for six. Demonte Casey had to have the laziest coverage of the day on that touchdown. Oh god, yeah. I mean, the dude, uh, the dude, he probably didn't shouldn't. even try. No. <laughs> but hey, I mean, you know, if you're out there, you might as well what? I don't know. Does he get paid by snap count? Because he's not going to get many snaps by the rest of the season the way the way he played then. This game was weird. I every game we wait for uh, Belichick to take like the top off for him, mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't happen. Yes, yeah. fifteen of twenty-one, which is great, but he also had like two hundred twenty yards, which yeah, he had one hundred and fifteen yards in the third quarter. In this game, it obviously worked. You almost beat one of the better offenses in the NFL just mm-hmm. by doing nothing crazy on offense, but it. It's, is this just because he's a rookie, or is this just this is what he can do at this point? I mean, see, Jones has flashed a couple of those things that you were hoping to see from Rattrice QB. You know, he has unleashed a decent long bomb hero there. You know, he does try and fit it into tight windows, though he doesn't quite have the same arm strength as some of the other guys in this draft class. Um, he's uh, he's got he's I think he's definitely got what it takes, but it's just it is just a matter of him being young and in need of some growth and Bill Belichick may not have worked with a rookie quarterback as a starter in about 20 years or so but I feel like after all his time in the NFL the uh, the knowing how to develop a young quarterback is one of those traits is one of those sort of systems and schemes and traits and sets that you don't really tend to forget so uh, I think I, th- I think he's he's picked up on enough that he knows how to take care of the young guy as he comes up even if it means they're boring and dull and hard to watch at times, they're at least safe enough for him to grow in. Maybe that maybe that was his intent all along when he went out and got all those free agent pickups, but I wouldn't guarantee it. I think that... Yeah, I'm not sure they... No, I, I was just going to say, I'm not sure they've really opened up the offense enough for yeah. Mac Jones just yet. No, I, I feel I, like they're just waiting for him to progress a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe mid to late season, depending on what their record looks like, then they'll start to swap things up a little bit because, uh, you know, they'll start need to start making sort of an off-season training plan and seeing what he's capable of in real action. And if they can open up the playbook and really throw the whole the whole book at him, um, then maybe we'll get to see what he can do uh, after a bit more training next season. But uh, Yeah, Max yeah, weapons aren't really the best either. No, and that's something that Belichick can work on in the offseason. But I think that, uh, yeah, they spend a lot of this year with uh, the handbrake still on. Um, and then, you know, once they either eliminate it from playoff contention or if uh, they sort of decide that they're not going to be making it for much further, then then they'll, they'll mess around with it a bit and see what works and what doesn't. My game of the week wasn't the best game. It's not going to win any awards. 
it's just my excuse to tell everyone my Arizona Cardinals won in Cleveland. No cliff, no problem. Another win. It's okay. Me in the right. desert. I was hoping that game would be better than it actually was. Arizona oh. just ran away with that game the entire 60 here's minutes. The, okay, here's the thing, though, and this may be controversial. Um, Arizona didn't really do anything great there. I mean, the, all that really happened was Cleveland had a bit of a meltdown and then Arizona sat on it. Their pass rush was oh, great yeah, though no. in the second half. I can I can definitely I'll get on board with that. But I mean generally <laughs> it was just um you know the Browns shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again. And all Arizona right. had to do was be reasonable, be sensible, do the the ordinary play. I mean obviously Kyler Murray makes things exciting. You know, he'll bail for, he'll bail from a clean pocket directly into pressure or he'll you know, avoid incredible pressure and, you know, take it 30 yards. But regardless of, uh, of, of which guy happens to show up on each play, he's going to elevate this offense like a lot of quarterbacks can't in this league. You know, his, incre- his mobility is incredible and um, he's clearly shown the ability to beat people with that, with his arm. So, um, yeah, I'd say that they didn't really have to do anything special today and that's, that is credit to their pass rush. You know, they did make the Browns' lives a nightmare all game. Yeah. But um, yeah, Arizona didn't have to strain themselves today. They just had they, all they could, you know, they just got to sit back on their haunches while Cleveland tore themselves apart. I did start the podcast off by saying, you know, it's a good, uh, you know, morale, mood, whatever you want to call it. We have Jacob Lucas with us now. Hey. And I was disappointed, Jake. I didn't think we'd get to talk about the New York Giants or really, I don't know. New York, you know, yeah. under five feet club, but it's good that you're here now so we can talk about it and we can really have somebody who, like, I don't know, it'll hurt to hear. So, yeah, how do you feel about the game? Because 11 points against the Rams isn't going to do it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I couldn't watch it, so I had to listen to the radio broadcast. But, I mean, it didn't sound good. Tony went down in the first series, and he was, like, our last receiver that was doing anything. Like, Shepard's fine, but he's not a playmaker, so we didn't really have any, like, offensive power. I'm confused why Jones started, why Jones stayed in the game so late. Um, fire Jason Garrett, fire, fire Gettleman. <laughs> we just – we – we aren't a good team. We haven't been a good team for a while. And I think at some point you just have to realize there's a problem with the management. We haven't had a good draft in a long time. You know, we, our pass rush is, you know, it was pretty good and it's just been deteriorating rapidly, especially in the past few weeks. And I just think there's a point where you need to realize that we have a problem with our like depth we have no wide receivers outside of our starting core. We have no quarterback depth, like our backup quarterback. Like, it's not a backup quarterback. Like, he should be in the league still, probably. Um, our running backs, it's like, we, we don't have depth in anywhere, really, I feel like. So I just, I think there's a point where you need to realize, okay, time to clean house, get a fresh start on things. That's pretty I know reasonable. I- I know I bring it up like every time and it's just because it was really funny. Remember when Kyle Rudolph was an X factor? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Of, of all the people to give one of them to, I, I, I never th- understand it. I said it. The only thing scary about this offense is how bad it'll be. And look at that. I was right. But that's, <laughs> that's know. enough bragging. 
Yeah, this is the only reason you brought Jacob on was to just dunk on the Vikings. Oh yeah, I was just I was just like waiting for him to be able to join us so we could talk about the Giants in a negative light and somebody oh, Giants, be here to yeah. just you know take him. I yeah, I'm just it's, shocked it's like how bad it gets every week. They just find new ways to like disappoint their fans. Yeah, I miserable. I agree. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got some sympathy for uh, Giants fans though, because you know they've, they've, they, they're never really the worst. I, I don't think I can really recall a time where the Giants have actually been the worst team in the league, and I still don't think they are. Um, yeah, but you could argue that that's like worse, just being like very yeah, bad that's for a really long time and never why being I have the sympathy. worst, never seeing improvement over. Yeah, that's five, the, six, seven, I would that's... rather be like Jacksonville than like. A constant Chicago four through nine pick. Yeah I, yeah, I would rather just be very bad. Yeah. No, I, Jacksonville, going <laughs> to London to win. Oh my about? god, I know that was just the most absurd finish as well because they had five seconds left on the clock, five, and they said to themselves, "Yeah, let's run another offensive play up the middle." Uh, like how did they the get that timeout? Hmm? How did they get that timeout off though? Oh. Well, then the dude who was who was uh, the dude was calling timeout as he's dropping to the floor with the ball. Oh yeah, like, eyes are on the that ball. I can call it right now. Um, yeah, I mean, usually you don't give those guys permission to call timeouts at any point. You know, it's either your quarterback, your Mike linebacker, or your head coach, and that's it. But um, okay. yeah, they pretty much said, "Hey, whoever gets the ball, go down immediately. Call the timeout. That's the end of it. Give yourself Why up even... so the play's over." Why even run the play? I, I mean, I see. to be honest, I don't remember. It didn't get them much, did it? No, it got them a couple extra yards, and then they kicked Two, the field goal. Maybe five, six win. yards, something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. five, six. Okay, that's a yeah. little more of a factor. I, I couldn't remember. I thought it got them, like, maybe two yards. <clears throat> I mean, either way, it was still a huge risk to take. Oh, it was. It's, it's like, okay, you know, if you get down half of a second later, now you now you're going to overtime. You don't you don't you're not you don't you're not on the edge of field goal range with the ball trying to kick a field goal or throw a hail mary. You're in overtime and you might not even have the ball again. I mean, it's a huge risk to take for a couple extra yards, even though it with a kicker out, you just sign like two or three days. Yeah, you know, it's even though it worked out, it's that kind of play calling that makes you look at <laughs> Urban and go, "Is this man an NFL head coach?" I don't think so. I mean, look at his, I mean, his decision making over the past since he's since he got to Jacksonville. The uh, whole summer, all you heard was terrible things about yeah. Joe Judge in training camp. Mm. It's more creative than the Giants play call. Uh, I, I can't mean, tell you the last time we did a trick play, and I was like, wow, we did something. <laughs> Didn't they do like a double reverse last week, and Tony threw it or something? Yeah, and that was the craziest thing we've done in the past four years that yeah. I can remember. Since the playoffs Which is pretty yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> we have like the worst record in the league. Um, over the past four years. Oh yeah, since the boat picture. Yeah, and we're, yeah, you know, went we're downhill forever, after that. Apparently, we're forever cursed, cursed by the boat picture. You know, the New York Rangers hockey team had the uh, 1940 Stanley Cup. The New York Giants had the boat picture. Mm. Have a have hang on, have the uh, the Rangers won since? <clears throat> we and yeah, they won in '94. It was a long time. Like yeah, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a curse that one. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, at least you guys have won a championship, though. Oh, gee, I, no one wants to hear from the Sabres fan right now. <laughs> we, hey, we're 2 0. We're 2 0. Let us be better than us. Yeah, is Jack Eichel still on the team when he's gone? Then, like, we could talk about something. 
No, I mean he's he's still trying to get second opinions for like the six. He's trying to get second opinions for like four years. I know. We got to do a hockey podcast soon. Well, the season's just started. We'll have something to talk about. I'll I'll I'll, I'll brush the dust off of my Maple Leafs jersey, and we can do it. Nice. What happened to Justin Herbert? He was like the bell to ball, and then he he only puts up six in Baltimore. Okay, see, the I mean, problem the is... defense um, was pretty oppressive. Like, I their mean, defense was just good today. Lamar, yeah, Lamar Jackson did not look great. <laughs> Lamar I mean, Jackson was bad, what? He yeah. threw 150 yards, a touchdown, and two picks? Yeah, uh, he just, he genuinely was not a quality quarterback on the day, which is crazy, because he was coming off the single best quarterbacking performance of his career last week. And, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, 167 I, yards and two picks he had. In, yeah, that's embarrassing. Um... I, I don't understand how uh, how you can be that highly sort of touted. How the hell you can be, you know, this 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 believed weapon who elevates any offense. And yes, they put up a ton of points, but only because their defense forced turnovers in the red zone like twice. You know, what well, might be the craziest thing about that game is Le'Veon Bell scoring a touchdown for the first time since probably Tyrod Taylor was on Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I think he. Um, I think. Uh, did Let Bell score any of them with the Jets? There was one or two. Maybe. But we don't. Yeah. We don't really remember those. Yeah, we uh, we don't think about his tenure with New York anymore. Um, it's it's forbidden. <laughs> I uh yeah I don't I don't know what happened with Herb though because I mean that Ravens secondary is typically fearsome but they've had a lot of injuries to start the year, um and they clearly lost a step. They go getting shredded by KC, which is I know that's not a big deal. Oh no, you got passed all over by Mahomes and company. But um it's pretty it, it's pretty interesting to see that uh after such a huge performance last week from both the starting QBs, both of them immediately fell apart when playing the opposing defense, which are both supposed to be pretty weak against the pass right now. I mean the Chargers were supposed were supposed to be letting Lamar throw for another 300 plus yards, you know, and Herbert was supposed to put up four touchdowns in a shootout. And he put up what, zero touchdowns. What do you call a shootout? Yeah, with no, no points? it was, uh, it was two field goals, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's a shootout. I think it's just like you should put bullets in your gun. It's a drive by. <laughs> yeah. Chris Solly, I know you're out there. I apologize for, for forgetting your name last time, but we gave Lamar his respect in the Ravens. Oh yeah, he's still incredible, and uh, I just don't know what went went wrong with him today because he just the, the 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 Ravens could have easily won this thing by fifty if it, if they just had like a mediocre performance from their QB on the day, and he just didn't show up. I mean, of all the days not to show up, at least it was the day when the rest of the team did overtime. But so this is a really random question, and in all honesty, the answer is probably going to be no. Do the Ravens, like a legit question, though, do the Ravens win if they play Trace McSorley for Lamar Jackson today? This game? I think they do. I think they do. That defense made uh, made this made, made this uh, Chargers offense look like they were entirely inept. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Lamar didn't have to do much to win, to win. In fact, at times he was detrimental to the success of his team. I don't think Trace McSorley would have been as good or as bad. I think he would have been really much more nothing. medium. Yeah, all they needed was someone to snap that ball and throw it five yards every now and then, and they would have won this game quite handily. You know, do some handoffs here and there. 
Yeah, you know, one or two, just little, here you go, Latavius Murray, here you go, Lev Bell. Amazing that, you know, imagine, imagine you told someone what, four years ago that that was a, a starting running, sorry, that was that was the guys coming off the practice squad for Baltimore's With running Devante back. With Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Like, this, this running back group four years ago would have been the most incredible thing anyone's ever seen. Right. And they make a combined maybe $3 million, too. Yeah. You say, okay, here's your price tag. Here are your players. Do you accept it? And then if they say yes, apparently they're an idiot because it's it, it's not great. But with this Ravens offensive line, they are so dynamic. They just they're just putting holes in any defense. They could I'm pretty sure at this point I could moonwalk to the end zone behind that Ravens offensive run uh, run scheme. Like it's 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 thing of beauty. I love watching them in action. Their team has improved, I think, over the last maybe two or three weeks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really because they got rid of um, what was it, Ronnie Stanley, to Casey, in the offseason. No, uh, Orlando, Brown. Orlando Brown. Thank you. That's it. But they, um, yeah, they, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they went through um, they went through a lot of a lot of change on their offensive line, and yet they've still made it yeah. work. Which is just proof to their offensive coordinator, their offensive coordinator, offensive line coaches, coaching. I mean, they're clearly um, they're disciplined, and they just make make it happen. Obviously, they need to work on pass protection still, but. When you have a running game like that, you can pretty consistently rock back into pass protection and get enough time because they've got to. They have to consider the running game as a threat no matter what. Yeah, I mean, speaking of teams who just haven't been looking like themselves, like I understand they got a win today, but like, what has Kansas City been doing? Like, Patrick Mahomes did not look like Patrick Mahomes until like the fourth quarter started. It's been a mess for them lately. Yeah, and it's amazing. Ball really isn't working right now. No, like it has been since his rookie year. Well, I mean, yeah, it's because, you know, hero ball is great and all when you have, you know, 10 men wide open downfield at all times able to catch it. When you've got the most dynamic tight end in the NFL, you know, shedding blockers, catching the ball and then playing through five more for another 10 yards. And when you've got Tyreek Hill taking the top off every single defense in the NFL and you can hand and you can hit the deep bomb. I mean, Mahomes has everything he needs to succeed. The only reason he's not succeeding right now is because he's not. He's losing things like the field position battle regularly. Special so, teams is crucial. They have no return, real return game, and they have yeah. their, their, their defense keeps allowing even the worst offenses to put them in bad spots. And so, you know, even if even if your defense only allows what thirteen points on the day, I think yeah, so. thirteen points on the day. Yeah, you still, you know, the, the Washington still moved the ball well. They still got down to the red zone, even if they didn't put points up. They still put Kansas City on the back foot. And Kansas City had to go the length of the field almost every single time to try and score. You're not getting the ball the you know the with 60 yards to go every time. You're getting it with 80, 90 yards to go, and it you know it means that your offense is out there a lot. And usually that would work to your benefit long term because you tire out a defense and figure them out and start putting plays on them. And I think that's what happened in the end here when Casey finally started to heat up in the fourth quarter. But they were just consistently ineffective and. Mahomes is, has actually had a number of bad throws that have gone for interceptions. I mean, some of them have just been deflections, but that one where he, yeah, like the one he where was he... getting sacked and he threw up a prayer. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what you would like four yards. Yeah. yeah. That's what you would expect. Heads. That's what you would expect from a guy who got drafted between 10 and 15. And he's getting started way too early because his, his start, the other guy who they wanted to sit him <clears> behind <throat> got hurt or was terrible. Like, what do you expect from Josh Rosen? Yeah, you know, come on, give me Josh Rosen behind that can in, in that Kansas City offense and let's see what happens. 
But no, um, Mahomes is obviously still one of the most incredible talents in the NFL, but he needs to settle down more than anything. I mean, he's trying to put the game in his hands in the second quarter. And he just needs to, he he seems to have unlearned a lot of the lessons that he appeared to have learned over the past few years. Um, And I think it's just a blip. He'll be back, but they'll need to fix this defense if they plan, if they want to actually help out the offense. Yeah, yeah, they did not money on the good defense. Yeah, they let that defense rot. They spent too much money on the offensive line, and it isn't working out, but exactly as they intended. They they're good, but they're not as good as they're not they're not good for the money you spent. I get uh, why they made all those changes to offensive line and spent all that money after the mm -hmm. Super Bowl loss, but you still know what you have in your defense, and it's not a lot. It's not uh, putting up big numbers like you wanted to to make it to Super Bowl year after year. Yeah, they uh, they based a lot of their failings off of what <clears throat> one playoff run when another offensive line was working and half of it was injured. I mean, it was a couple of games. Obviously, the Cleveland game. Um, yeah, their offensive line... Super Bowl. Their offensive line worked well against one of the worst pass rushes in the league last year in Buffalo. Um, and it hurts to say that, but that is kind of what happened last year. It's why we worked so hard on our, sorry, against one of the worst defensive lines in the NFL last year in Buffalo. Um, and that's what, but, you know, Buffalo went out and fixed that, it fixed that issue, but they also still catered to their offense and they also still, you know, got depth in the secondary. And, you know, right. they, 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 they addressed their issues on both sides of the ball. Um, and Kansas City just appeared to have said, well, there was one big issue last year, and that was the offensive line. So let's throw a ton of money and draft picks at it, and hopefully it'll be fixed. And then they forgot to do anything else. Yeah, Buffalo is the perfect example of what to do, right? I mean, heading into this season, I said they're my they're my pick, for, they're my AFC pick for the Super Bowl. And, you know, still true. See, I just, I believe that even more now. They've just been performing on all cylinders, and they really just did everything that you want to do in an offseason season. And then, like you said, Kansas City just had an overreaction to one thing and then let other parts of their team fall through the cracks and it's showing. Yeah, it's still weird to me hearing the Bills talked about in that kind of uh, that kind of, in that kind of, in that kind of way because I uh, I grew up in, in the drought. You know, we had an 18-year playoff drought and we were, you know, no, no Bills fan will ever forget it. But it's uh, it's so strange having come all this way. I'm still uncomfortable. I hear that we're favorites on game day and it's, it doesn't sit right with me. It's like, no, come on, man. Give me a 1 PM kickoff and tickets that are 10 bucks. Cause we've been eliminated from playoff contention already. Woohoo. I'm really glad you didn't know the acronym Jacob. And I'm going to still say it. The D Y N O T T P O T W Jacob for you and the others who are not aware that is the drop your nuts on the table player of the week. I'm going to go first. We're going to go back across the pond. Matthew Wright from the 18, absolute belter. That's, you know, English talk for soccer people who don't know that. Uh, 53 yarder after my last kicker's corner, I said whoever Urban Meyer trots out there at number 32, but don't worry, he won't be number 32 because. Greg Joseph missed another walk-off, and Greg the leg is terrible, and yeah. All right, whoever wants to go next. All right, well, I mean, my drop, uh, drop your nuts on the table player of the week is uh, so far, 
It's, I think it might be Cooper Cup. The man just does not stop. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's been electric. He's finally looking like the number one wide receiver, which he never really was before. He was always, he was always great, but he was kind of like a slot guy. And now he's the man for um, Stafford over, in, uh, over on the Rams. And I, I, I love to see it. It makes me so happy. Um, you know, I still think Robert Woods should be getting touches, but I mean, a huge, huge game from, from, from Cup. Kind of let him steamroll a already heavily injured and massively downtrodden Giants team that needs a few more weeks to get back to get they need to get back to being healthy before anything hit because they lost everybody last week. But uh, yeah, cup. I mean, I feel like if you asked me going into this week, I would have said, you know, I have high expectations for Tony. Look how that turned out. Um, honestly, like I know he didn't put up the biggest numbers, but I gotta say, like Leonard Fournette, like he looked good. Like when Tampa called when Tampa called on him, he looked good. You know, eighty-one yards on the ground, ran in two touchdowns. I think he had a really good performance. And, you know, I will note, like, it was against Philly. They're not the best team, but just Fournette kind of had, like, an up-and-down earlier season. So I think now he's kind of starting to get back into his groove, and I think he's really starting to hit his stride. Yeah, Thursday night, Lenny went off. Bryce, you got a guy in mind? Bryce, you muted. Yeah, you're very oh, much yeah. muted. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, mine would have to be uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, honestly. He had four for 101 and two touchdowns. I think that's what the Browns needed from him when they drafted him, what they wanted from him, like going into the future once Odell's gone, which will probably be after this year. I think yeah. he, they need him to step up into this number two role. Well, uh, I, th- I think it's really, you, you said that uh, you know, that was what they needed from him. Apparently that, you know, what they needed from him was all of their points today. Those two touchdowns were all of their points. They had no other points not named People's Jones. So credit to that man. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so I don't understand how you let up a hail mary at the end of halftime with everyone there. Oh yeah, it happens. Just shocking. If wasn't there, we don't count that. Uh, Bills Mafia, quick key to the game and a score prediction for tomorrow night. All right. Well, yeah, my uh, my my key to the game is going to be uh, obviously containing Derrick Henry. We got a um, you know la- last week we uh, we blitzed zero times on Mahomes, and that was how you beat a guy who passes well like that. Play good coverage and get pressure with only three or four rushes. Um, you do the opposite against Derrick Henry. Bring the extra man down every single time, and if he's if he's staying and blocking or if he's rushing routes, great. Put a linebacker on him, and if he's not, blitz. Um, you take that man down as early as possible, allow, you know, get him tangled up with a bunch of bodies because one man won't stop him rushing. Um, and just take him, take him to ground. And uh, what was the other half of the question? Score. Score predictions. Score? Oh, um, I would I gotta say it's gonna be 31 to 17 bills. Hmm. So yeah. Um, you know, my key to the game has to be, you know containing Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I know they haven't had that good of seasons so far, but, you know, Levi Wallace is not not that great against big physical receivers. So we need him to kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but contain Julio Jones. 
what, like put him up on the sidelines and keep him out of yeah. action. Yeah, try and be more physical with him. Mm. Yeah, they'll and give then, him a little bit of leeway because he's up against someone so big. Right, yeah. Mm. And then my score prediction has to be 34-20 Buffalo. No one asked me, but I'm just going to say Titans 33, Bills 6. You know, that way like you copying go. Yeston's homework and just changing it slightly. Probably 31-13 Bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love the confidence, Jacob. I don't know. I just want to say, so, like, if Tennessee wins, be like, oh, you know, I said it. And then if they lose, be like, oh, of course I picked against them. And it's just a joke. You guys know that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the old, uh, the old bait. You got your right? excuse for either, either way. Yeah, Stephen wins this round, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I was ready. To, I was ready to be like, oh, Cliff wasn't there for the Cardinals. It doesn't really count, but, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I, uh, do the Cardinals really need Cliff? I mean, that seems like a total Tuesday topic. Uh, YouTube, 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 YouTube. Please watch. We need this job. Apple, Spotify, if you prefer listening. Tulva Tuesday, obviously on Tuesday. 